to find some winners in Sydney with Ron Duffy. How are you, Duff? Yeah, good. Thanks, Michael. Um, are we going to have perfect conditions, weather and track for tomorrow's meeting? Yep, ideal. Ideal. We got a lot of rain during uh, early in the week, but uh, they started watering again yesterday because it's uh, we've had very hot conditions here. The only trick could be the eight metre rail, which may be worth keeping an eye on. Gee, I'm uh, intrigued by this Eskimo Prince, Aft Cavan, who I think could be a star. Zoo Tiger, who's a great, um, maybe sprinting middle distance three-year-old, and and also Pinko, who's got X Factor as well. Uh, who do you like tomorrow? Yeah, look, it's a race and a half. I think there's three very good good colts, and maybe Sir Jardin's a little sleeper as well. But I, I look, I, I think the price discrepancy is too much not to bet. Um, with Ozapenko. I know he might be the horse that might want the extra distance, but just trying to read the race barriers one and two, he should clear them and find the fence. And if, if by any chance that he finds the back of the leader here, I think he'll win. Um, he's a very good colt. He, he was the one I was looking forward to getting um, some sun on his back after his uh, you know last preparation. And his two trials are beautiful. Uh, absolutely beautiful. So I think the eight dollars. I, I, I when I sort of started sitting down doing a bit of form on when the noms come out, I'm saying, oh gee, you know, it looks like Ats Cabin's race. But when the market come out, even money in eight dollars fifty, it's, it's just re- I'm forced to go the other way um, with Ozapenko. Has there been any murmur or inkling from the camp as to what Ozapenko's future assignments might be? Would he be in Melbourne for an Australian Guineas or stay in Sydney for the, the Randwick Guineas? No, no guide at all. Um, no guide at all, but uh, I'd suggest it might be the Randwick Guineas, um, considering he got a little lost in Melbourne on occasions, mm. uh, but he wasn't furnished then. Uh, so I, I just think we haven't seen the best of that horse, and he might just concentrate on, on him at home, but you can switch him around a bit, Chris. So I don't, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. Uh, so that's a nice each way play in the Eskimo. Prince, uh, there's a couple of others I just want to pick your brain before you give us your best. Um, Sulcombe's a, a fascinating runner tomorrow. You know, at the first glance I thought, oh, yeah, we'll start off with the easy race. And it's worked out the hardest one. Um, <clears throat> all the money's for Banjo out of the benchmark 78. But he looks the only horse trained to win this race. And he's got 51 kilos, but you just pull. How's this horse going to react at a, at a mile, Sorkin? We, we all saw his turn of speed that he showed, winning the Queen's Cup, and his sectionals, late sectionals, were unbelievable there. Um, can he do it at a mile? He's had three runs under two two thousand and under, and he's been gapped. But the, that's a different horse then. Um, his trial was very, very one paced, but he's a race horse. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm very, very wary of him and I, I've got no confidence at all. I'm tipping Sulkham with potential but he could tail off here and not not get warmed against 2400 but um, I just think the favourite's too short now Banjo who everyone's found $4 into $2.20 because uh, he's just way up in, he's meeting horses that are group classy. Yeah um, what's his main target because I know Chris Wallace said he's going to have a a light autumn. It's all roads lead to the Melbourne Cup for him next year. But is he? Is he? Is he mentioned what races he may be headed towards? All he's mentioned is three. Right. Three races. So he's going to have three runs. All things being well in the autumn, and then everything. Everything's about the spring. There's no doubt about it. He's got one race in mind, um, which 
scares me a little if you want to back him tomorrow, considering he's not wound up and trained to win. And whether he's trained up to win any race, this preparation is a question as well. Uh, because when he gets his eye on a prize, uh, Chris, he just concentrates on that one prize. Where are we going for the better bets tomorrow? Look, I, I, I think in a very tricky day, there's a bit of value in the meeting, but I'm not oozing confidence. Races three, we mentioned race eight and race ten. Races three, eight and ten... Race three, number five, loved the invasion. Now, he missed the start, did a bit of work the other day to find himself on speed. Now, he's drawn wide, which I like. I can't see a lot of speed here. And I think if he ambles up outside the lead, he's a good little gamble. He's peaking third up. Race three, number five, loved the invasion. We mentioned Ozapenko. And when you look at the last, you think this is impossible. But I, I just think, even though he has a few convictions, Sacramony, he is two lengths better than this field. This is just a beautiful race for him. He's drawn in the middle. There's speed inside, outside. Uh, hopefully he's about four lengths off them straightening, and I just think he's too good for a, um, a substandard benchmark 78. So I'm happy to be with him in the last race, 10, number seven, sack remaining. I mean, he's backable at 440 as well. Yes, yep, yep, and he might get better. He might get better because uh, a few punters have sworn off him. I think it might be time to jump not much talk this week in the lead up to the Lonro. How do you rate the two-year-olds in the Lonro play? Not a, not as good as last week. No way in the world. That was a hot race last week. Yeah. Two races last week, and we've got a very good two-year-old next Saturday uh, with the Millennium. So, uh, yeah, it might be a bit off the top. Um, I I'm interested in Madeira Sunrise because she's trialed against the favourite twice, Sicilian, and Sicilian's been ridden up, winning well, but. She looks like she's had a little bit to offer this filly. And um, interesting McDonald book for 50, at 54 kilos where he'd been riding the <clears throat> the favourite Sicilian. He rode her in the gym crack and he actually rode her in one trial this prep as well. So that's a good sign. Just on the, the two-year-olds from last week, has it altered any of your thoughts looking towards a, a slipper? I think it's very strong. I, I think the two-year-olds are very strong because they're already running time and some years they don't when they, they're running time against the older horses on the day. So, yeah, I, I think we're in for a very exciting time until they start beating each other up. Um, but uh, there's, a, there's a team of them there. There's a team. There's a, you know, seven or eight you could pick uh, saying they're top class and that filly last week may stand alone. I don't know. Yeah, she looked good, didn't she, learning to fly. Forgiving King's Gambit? Yeah, a little, yeah, yeah, a little forgiving. You might see him in Melbourne. Um, uh, where he set up his form, and uh, you know, you'd have to be very forgiving there because he's—I think he was beaten by a horse in the zone there who had a run back, and he's not a bad horse in his own right. Duff, good luck, good punting over the weekend. Thanks, Michael.